Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee, managing partner at Elevated Retirement Group, serving you in the Salt Lake City area. Also uh, from an office in Sandy. Uh, what is that? St. George. You guys are all over the place. Anyway, I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. I'm here with Sean as we talk about investments, retirement, financial information, retirement planning, all that good stuff. If you got questions or concerns, need a little bit of help, you're unsure exactly what's going on with your financial plan or just want to see if everything's working well, give them a jingle at 855-50-RETIRE. That's 855-50-RETIRE. Listen to our podcast online at retirementelevatedpodcast.com. That's retirementelevatedpodcast.com. You can also share this with friends and family. Subscribe to it on iTunes, which I guess is now Apple Podcast. They're changing their name. And Google Play and so on and so forth. And Sean, buddy, how are you? I'm here. Another day to get to do another podcast with you. Get to rock and roll a little bit. So, hey, listen, let's talk about this. Uh, let's talk about the SECURE Act, man. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go through it. It's going to be really exciting. No, it's going to be good. I think there's going to be a lot of good changes that came from this. And uh, yeah, let's just rock into it. Well, let's give everybody a quick overview if they aren't familiar with what is what it is, the SECURE Act. It's some legislation that was passed through. So give us a kind of a quick lowdown here. So the SECURE Act, it's short for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act. In essence, this act, it breezed through the House with a vote of 417 for the yes and three no. So there's a, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it was a bipartisan bill that went through. And really what the SECURE Act is, it's the first major retirement legislation since the Pension Protection Act of 2006. Now, this bill, it's got 29 provisions in it or major changes, but I, I figured to keep things simple, let's just talk about the eight Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mo- real important ones. Okay. So number one, increase small employer access to retirement plans. Yeah. So the goal here is just to try to expand the ability for small employers to offer some form of retirement savings. Our chief investment officer, Mike Sorrentino, did a webinar today for all the families that we work with. And he was talking about how business works in, in America and 90% of businesses have 20 or less employees. Right. I mean, and it's the majority of Americans are employed by small business. And it's not the 3,000 employees at Adobe here in, in Salt Lake or 1,500 or whatever it may be. Right. The average employer, they've got less than 20 employees. So what what this does, this increases small employer access to retirement plans. And usually, or in the past, it's been, hey, you can use simple IRAs or SEP IRAs. The SECURE Act is just going to take another stab at this issue and try to build opportunities and options for small employers. Okay, so it essentially just allows smaller companies to come together and set up and offer 401k plans with less fiduciary liability concerns and costs than are currently in place, right? Yeah, what's really happened for small employers is pricing pushes them out. Right, it does. Initial pricing for a 401k plan is just too expensive. And so they have to go to other options. So this hopefully levels the playing field a little bit for small companies. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you care, section 204 is increase annuity options inside retirement plans. So this is just going to open up, I guess, more of a gambit of things for people to choose from. Yeah. Basically what this does is this allows for annuities to be placed inside of retirement plans. And in the past, it really hasn't happened. Uh, You can't go to your 401k provider with the exception of like, you know, a TI CREF who has annuity options inside of their plan, you know, open market 401ks for the most part, 
have not had annuities as an option or as one of the offerings. This just opens the path for those to be put into 401k plans, which could potentially be good or bad. You know, it then comes down to are they, if it's in a 401k plan, are they going to be using it properly? Gotcha. Okay. So let's talk about the increase to the required minimum distribution age, the RMDs. I've heard a lot of people talking about this as it was being pitched and some saying they think it's good. Some saying they don't think it'll make a huge difference. I think this could potentially be a big deal. The reason, and this is this is why. I mean, you know, a lot of the families that we represent, they run into this situation. Sean, at seventy and a half, what do I do? I don't know that I necessarily need the money. I don't know that I necessarily want to withdraw all of that money. But at this point in time, based on current law, uh, I'm forced to. And we talk in our retirement elevated classes a lot about this golden decade, where. From 59 and a half to 70 and a half, you have this golden opportunity that you can you can really now make choices on your assets. And you could withdraw from your retirement accounts, you can convert money over, you can do a lot of things. What this does, at least in our world, it allows for us to open that window up a little bit further. So those people that are maybe retiring at 66 or 67, they've got a little bit of a, of a longer window to make decisions on how they want to generate their cash flow and income. Right. And ultimately, if there's a tax issue down the road, how do you move, transition efficiently some of that money from IRA into maybe Roth or withdraw for income? So I think it, even though it's only a two-year difference, it could be a, I don't want to say a game changer, but it could create some more opportunity right, for the right. families that we work with. Well, if nothing else, it removes the rather weird half, <laughs> right? 70 right. and a half. So I always wondered about those. And there's the 59 and a half and all that. We, you know, a lot of times we'd make jokes about those. So moving that back to 72, we'll see how that thing shakes out as we get into this a little bit. All right. So number four, Sean, on the top eight here, a removal of age limitation on IRA contributions. Uh, yeah, and this is one that I'm not sure why this was even a law beforehand because <laughs> okay. there was never a limitation on Roth conversions. As long as you were working and as long as you were creating wage income, it didn't matter how old you are. You could be 85 and as long as you're creating income from wage, you could contribute to a Roth. You couldn't do that though with a traditional IRA. So what this does is that if you're working after 70 and a half, you can still continue to contribute to an IRA. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So number five seems like this goes back to the small employee thing again, tax credits for automatic enrollment. Yeah. So once again, it's one of those sections, you know, section 106 is what it's called. (laughs) If you're keeping track at home, right? (laughs) Yeah. The important stuff. We have to make sure that we understand which section of the bill that it it was in. That's right. But it introduces a tax credit to help small employers just encourage automatic enrollment into their retirement plans. So it could, with this, you know, if the employer is getting you know, a $500 tax credit, that will go ahead and, and help offset some of the costs that come with the retirement plan. And so automatic enrollment benefits the employees. They, they're forced to start to contribute and they're forced to start saving money. And then by getting the tax credit, it helps the employer out offset some of those costs. Okay, so we're talking about the new Secure Act. So is it the Secure Act of 2019? Is that the like the official title or something like that? And it basically is all these different things that go into it. Like Sean mentioned, there's a ton of stuff. So we're just kind of trying to take the top eight bullet points, if you will, and discuss those here on the podcast. So number six, Sean, penalty-free distributions for birth of child or adoption. So this is pretty interesting. I think that it, it will help a lot of families that are out there. You know, they're 
they're having kids, they're raising a family, but there's a financial burden that comes with that. So what this rule does is it allows an aggregate amount of $5,000 to be distributed from a retirement plan without the penalty. So usually if you take money out of a retirement plan before 59 and a half, you have a 10% penalty. But what this does is this allows for a family who's having a child or adopting a child to take $5,000 out of their retirement without that 10% penalty in the event of a qualified birth or adoption. And the distribution does need to happen within one year of the child being born or the adoption being finalized. Yeah. Okay. So really interesting stuff in here. So there's a lot of good things going on, things that are going to be you know, interesting to see how they shake out with different people. There's a lot of small business things uh, and so on and so forth. So let's talk about number seven, lifetime income dis- uh, disclosure, excuse me, for defined contribution plans. So <laughs> this is another one of those you know, sections, but you know, the bill requires that Defined contribution plans just deliver a lifetime income disclosure to the participants every 12 months. So this lifetime income disclosure would essentially show how much income the lump sum balance in their retirement plan could generate. So if you've got a lump sum of call it 500,000, how much lifetime income would that lump sum generate? Gotcha. To okay. you. Right. No, it's it's just more disclosure which I think is in today's day and age is a good thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, disclosure is not something that's uh, there's a short supply of that's for sure. All right. So now this one's one I know people had been hearing about and there's been some questions around it. So number eight is removal of the stretch inherited IRA provisions. This could potentially be a big deal. I mean, if you, if you think about it, one of the most widely used planning tools when it comes to transitioning assets to the next generation is the stretch IRA. And you know, if mom and dad pass away, child inherits some IRA money, they have some choices that based on current law, they could take it over a one-year period, a five-year period, or they could do what's called a stretch IRA, where they just have to take a required minimum distribution based on their life expectancy. And it allows the portfolio to continue to grow. So what this does is that, well, if we start it, it, this portion of the bill is really just viewed as a tax generating provision that's going to require most beneficiaries to distribute the account over a 10 year period. So what that does, that just accelerates the depletion of the assets and creates taxable revenue for the government. Now, usually smaller inherited accounts are liquidated fairly quickly, but you know, this could potentially be a larger deal for those larger assets that we see out there. Okay, so the SECURE Act, I guess so, now it's headed to the Senate. Am I correct there? It was done by the House. So Right. All right, okay, so we'll see. There could be some modifications, which sometimes seems to be the case when it goes to the Senate. And there may, uh, but it seems like the likelihood of most of this passing is probably pretty good because of based on those numbers you kicked out when we first started this about how overwhelming it was. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. Maybe we'll discuss this again in an upcoming podcast if there's been changes or things of that nature. But for now, I think that's pretty informative and some good stuff here on the show. I think we'll just wrap it up right there and say good program. Hopefully people got some information from that. Again, the Secure Act of 2019, if you do have questions or concerns or how it might affect you or things you might like to talk about, like the RMD aspect, things of that nature, give Sean and the team a call at 855-50-RETIRE. That's 855-50-RETIRE. Don't forget, you can also just check them out online at retirementelevatedpodcast.com. That's retirementelevatedpodcast.com. And you can click on and and, uh, follow the podcast. You can subscribe to it, all those good kinds of things. Sean, buddy, thanks for your time. I appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Thanks, man. Always a pleasure. All right, you too. We'll talk to you next time here on Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. 
Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisors.